the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, walk like a Christian. Talk like a Christian. Love like a Christian. Walk in a manner worthy of your calling. You're above that. You're better than that. God redeemed us out of the world. But the world has been trying to get in. Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. Today we're featuring a special message that Pastor Jack Morris recently delivered to the congregation dealing with peace in the life of a Christian and how we as believers should be the ones to model peace and love to a world that so desperately needs it through the power of Jesus Christ working in our lives. Let's go hear today's message, Walk in the Light. And we've been going through the Beatitudes, and this is the seventh Beatitude. And seven is the number that uh, the Hebrews accepted as the perfect number. There, there's something perfect about this particular beatitude. This is the seventh beatitude. Notice where Jesus put it. In the lining of beatitudes, he put it number seven. I don't think Jesus said a word or did anything that was impromptu, accidental, a mishap. Every word, every jot, every tittle, even where he put, blessed are the peacemakers. Number seven. I believe he placed the peacemakers in a place approaching the perfect man, the perfect woman in Christ. He or she who would approach blessedness must be a peacemaker because the scripture says, blessed are the peacemakers. Friend, I need the blessing of God on my life. And so do we all. But Jesus is the one that brings the blessing if I'm a peacemaker. And sometimes it's not, not easy to be a peacemaker. There's a lot of conflict in this world. But only the peacemaker is blessed. Speaking of conflict, most nations of the world are in a conflict with some other nation or a lot of other nations. The nations are in conflict. The races are in conflict. Marital couples in their home, many of them in conflict. And then parents with children, children with parents, political parties, just listen at them, blasting each other, saying the nastiest things to one another. And that's our leadership. That's our leadership. <clears throat> conflict. Conflict is a terrible thing, but it exists. 
but blessed are the peacemakers. Do you know, and I'm sure you do, that the conflict among the nations, among the races, among marital couples, among political parties, that spirit of conflict, listen to me, has even gotten into some churches. From the Garden of Eden, when it was lost, to this very moment, the enemy has been trying to get the spirit of the world into the churches. It's out there, and it's raging. But now to get it into the churches, listen, friends, if the church lose the battle of peace, the battle is lost. Where do we go? It's the last stand. There's nothing else coming. I pray that God will help us as the church of Jesus Christ, that there will be at least one place, one oasis, one place on earth where peace is experienced. I want to run to the church and find a place of refuge and help because that's the place of blessedness. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, just a few weeks ago, the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church, Pope Francis, sent out a decree that there is something in this world right now that is worse than COVID-19. Now, this disease or whatever it is has killed hundreds of thousands of people. What could be worse? Oh, God, hasten the day that this this terrible disease will go away. We're, We're looking for a vaccine. We're needing help. People are dying. People are suffering. And people are afraid. There's fear that is about us because of this. But the Pope, the Pope said that the that that is worse than COVID-19 is gossip. The Pope said that gossip has now gotten into the Catholic Church. The Pope said gossip and troublemaking, division and conflict has even gotten into the Vatican. Friend, there's only one way to stop it. And that's for each one of us to stop it. Put a stop to it. Talk to the Lord Jesus. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called children of God. Sons of God. Thank God that there is peace for the child of God. Now if we have peace with God, we're going to have peace with one another. Did you hear what I said? And if we don't have peace with one another, friend, listen to me, please listen to me. I'm your pastor. I want to help you. I want to help you. If you are not at peace with somebody, anybody, that means there's something amiss between you and God. Someone says, well, it was his fault or her fault. And then somebody will say, listen, they'll say things like this. Well, I'm only telling the truth. Yes, you're only spreading the devil's conflict. That isn't truth. God help us. If you want a blessed life, 
And I want you to have a blessed life. God wants you to have a blessed life. Number seven, number seven, approaching perfection. God be with us and bless us. Now, listen to this. Jesus' first words to his disciples after his resurrection. He resurrected on the first day of the week, early in the morning. Not, not early in the, yes, early in the morning. I was getting mixed up. I'm thinking he died three o'clock or so in the afternoon on Saturday, but early in the morning he arose. Well, that very afternoon, the disciples were gathered in the upper room for fear of the Jews. You see, where Jesus is dead, there can be fear and anxiety and conflict and all kind of hellish things. But when Jesus is present, watch the blessing come. And Jesus appeared in that room the very evening after the resurrection. This was the same day, the very same day. And what was the very first word he said to them? And I'm going to read it to you. John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, you know what he said? Peace. Peace. Peace be unto you. That's the will of God of Jesus. Friend, help us. And may God help us to hear Jesus speak peace. Speak healing, speak forgiveness, speak love. The very first word, the word of resurrection, is the word of peace. And the only way to get peace back is for those who are spreading words. They say, well, it's true, but you don't have to be a spreader of, a, of something that is wrong or that is somebody has done something wrong or somebody didn't do it your way or somebody didn't do it as quickly as you thought they should do it. That spirit now has, has oozed into the church. The churches, uh, not only, and it is Protestant churches too. I have been listening and reading what pastors have been saying and they're sending out these pastoral letters and they're pleading with their people. And I'm wondering, what has gone wrong with the church across America and around this world? That we have to plead with Christians to love one another? Friend, if you can't say anything good, even though what you're saying may be true, but if it's not good, then don't say it. For Jesus' sake, don't say it. But the word of resurrection and the word of the perfect beatitude is peace. Peace be with you. You, my disciples, you, my people, you who call yourself by my name, Christian, peace be with you. But only you can make it happen. Only you can make it happen. Jesus is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But only the individual can make repentance happen. You know, and I know, what the will of God is, but we're the only ones that can unlock and make 
the blessing of God flow into us. Now, that vertical peace between me and God is now being translated horizontally between you and me. If it's vertical, it'll be horizontal. If it's not horizontal, it's not vertical. No matter how much you pray, believe, sing hymns on your knees, take communion, friend, God calls such hypocrisy. God help us to be the blessed people that Jesus wants us to be. Christians are to be the embodiment of peace, a relationship. There's no place among Christians for conflict and petty politics and broken relationships. Listen to this verse of scripture, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. Listen to this. We are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Friend, walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, love like a Christian. Walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Listen to this scripture that Isaiah spoke of, uh, gave forth prophetically, Many, many years, centuries before Jesus was born, but it referred to Jesus and his coming. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to follow peace. And he'll give you the power to do that. Now, we're we're right up to election time. We're going to have an election here just, what, nine days? Is that about what is going to happen? About nine more days? One week and two days. And I want everybody to vote your conscience. And don't let anybody tell you Christians vote this way. There's Christians in both parties. And I, I, I don't mind, I have one of the finest neighbors and he has a big sign in his yard and uh, it doesn't matter to me. I think this is America, this is the way it's supposed to be. And he has a right to feel that way, I have a right to feel my way, you have a right. That's our, that's our right, that's our American, American citizenship. But these presidential candidates that are out there now in their stomp speeches, they are describing themselves and what they can do for their country as though they are the child of Isaiah's prophecy. Listen to them. And now you've, you've heard these, what I'm going to give to you now. Or at least you've heard some of them. You've heard, keep America safe. Make America great again. If elected, I'm going to fix the mess in the Middle East. If elected, I'm going to usher in a new American century. I just wrote down a few of them. You've heard all of them or some of them. But they sound like a Messiah talking. Vote for me. Sounds like this is what they're saying. Vote for me. I'm the person of Isaiah's prophecy. That's me. 
I'm the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I can do all those things. Put the government on my shoulder and see what happens. If the increase of the increase of my government and peace, there will be no end. Friend, there's only one who can bring peace. I don't know that, well, I do know that I'm not going to see peace in this world. Nobody's going to live long enough. It's never been here since Adam and Eve. There won't be any peace until Jesus comes. But Jesus indeed does come to the honest, transparent person who cares for the word, who loves him, who's given their heart to him. There may not be peace out there, but by the help and strength of the Holy Spirit, don't let peace get in here. Don't let a will and broken relationships and attitudes and hard feelings against a brother or sister get in here because if it gets in here, it gets into the church. And again, the church is the last, last place there's, that's left. Friend, God wants to bless your life. He wants to bless you. And he will bless you. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. Let him reign. Let him reign. Peace. Peace, says Jeremiah. But there is no peace. Not even in the churches. God, have mercy on us and forgive us. What have we done to ourselves? What have we done to the kingdom of God? What have we done and flaunted before sinners and before our own children? Peace, peace, where there is no peace. There can be peace. When the Prince of Peace sits upon the throne of our hearts and the Prince of Peace reigns, the Jewish people have a word, shalom. Can you say that word, shalom? Shalom. It's a word that is the word that the Hebrews use. It, it, it includes everything that the English word peace includes. It includes everything, but a whole lot more. It's a sense of fulfillment, a sense of well-being, a sense of safety and security. Shalom. Oh, may God give us the spirit of shalom. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. My peace I leave with you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Only in Jesus is there this security and this blessing. We have peace, shalom with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's he, that is Romans chapter 5, verse 1. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the scripture says that Jesus is the day spring from on high, meaning like the sun, the rising of the sun, the day spring, meaning as the day breaks forth and the sun comes up, Jesus is the one that will break forth in joy, in love, in peace in your heart. And then you will be able to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. In the scripture in John chapter 12, Jesus went to the 
house of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. This was the second time he went to their house. The second time. And uh, the first time he went from their house to the cemetery and he raised Lazarus from the grave. But now he goes back again because there was just something about those three uh, siblings that Jesus loved. And he felt very comfortable in their house. And he went back the second time taking his disciples with him. And I'm sure Martha made him that big, beautiful meal. And I suspect that Mary helped her sister this time. First time she didn't help her sister. Her sister complained. But after the meal was put on the table and the disciples were eating. Now, the way they would eat a meal back then, they didn't sit at a table with their feet under the table. They would recline, sort of like on a couch, a slanted couch. They would put their head like this, reach over and eat. Now, they would, their meals would go on for a long time because they would fellowship with each other. It may go on for hours. Right now, man, we've got to get to McDonald's or Burger King and get on the road, you know, and eat while driving. I mean, we're in a hurry, but back then you didn't hear about people having uh, frustrations or stress or ulcers. You didn't hear about that back then, but uh, they knew how to relax. Americans particularly, we don't know how to relax. I don't know how to relax. I'm just, I'm still a learner in that school. But while Jesus was reclining, the young girl, Mary, she came up behind him and she had an alabaster box. And in it was nard, a precious, costly ointment. And she poured some of it on his head and then she went down and poured the rest on, her, on his feet. And then she let her hair down. Now, a Jewish woman never uh, would cut her hair or uh, because her hair was her covering. She wouldn't cut her hair. And she would always keep it up in public, wherever there was men around. But she dropped her hair down, and she took that long hair and began to wipe the feet of Jesus. Friend, there's not a whole lot we can do for Jesus. But what we can do is this. Let's work at peace for the Prince of Peace, for Jesus. And the scripture says this, that there went out a fragrance through that house. The fragrance of that flask that was broken went throughout the entire house. Friend, this world needs love. This world needs peace. If the church can't do it and we start conflicting among ourselves, God, we're all lost. Let's love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and do what he's asking us to do and experience the blessedness of the Lord. And there will go out a fragrance from the Largo Community Church and from churches everywhere. And the world will Sense this beautiful aroma. It'll be an aroma of peace, an aroma of blessing, an aroma of healing. It will come. Are you ready to walk with the Lord? Are you ready to do His will? I believe you are. God's blessings and God's peace be upon you. Amen. Do you feel the peace of God in your life right now? 
Or are the problems of this world making you feel hopeless? Friend, turn to the Lord today and in a simple prayer, tell Him how you feel. God is in control and already knows your thoughts and feelings. He's waiting to bring healing and peace into your life. We hope that today's message has been a true blessing and has encouraged you to walk closer with God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor Morris. Hello, friend. I'm inviting you to watch the streaming of the Largo Community Church worship service at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Go to the church website, www.largolargocc.org. That's largolargocc.org and click on Watch Live. It's in the upper right corner of the homepage of the website. The Word of God will be a blessing to you It is the healing word, bringing healing to the soul, to the psychic, to your body, to your mind, to your emotions, to any conflict. It's the healing word of God. Be blessed. Be abundantly blessed. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.